With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. You know, we knew he wasn't going to be able to play quarterback this week, but he's listed as full just relative to being being up. So, um... That was, you know, that was his foot. Like, again, we'll see. We'll look at everything right now. I mean, obviously we have to. Sean Payton, after Thursday night's 31-6 home loss to the Buffalo Bills with Trevor Simeon at quarterback, I continue to be surprised by the fact that it's Trevor Simeon in place of Jameis Winston, who tore his ACL back in week eight against the Buccaneers, and not Taysom Hill, the guy who was 4-1 and one last year as the replacement for Drew Brees when Drew was injured. And now, reportedly, Taysom Hill taking the first team reps at practice. And again, just like for the Cowboys, yesterday was Thursday for the Saints. So the hay is pretty much in the barn. If Taysom Hill was taking the first team reps at quarterback yesterday, he's the guy on Thursday night. And it just makes sense if he's healthy. He had the concussion issue that he was recovering from when Jameis Winston first got injured. Then the foot problem. They haven't been using him in the jack-of-all-trades role, and now is his chance. And he got that big contract recently, and there's a huge swing there. And it all hinges on him being the full-time quarterback. That's just the starting point. That's not the ending point. He's got no chance to make that money if he's not the starter. He's still got to play and play well and throw the ball average of 13 times a game to even begin to unlock that big money. But first step before you're even in position to earn that, you got to be the quarterback. And we ha- we just haven't seen that. And uh, four straight losses for the Saints. Now's the time to pull the ripcord. Now's the time to see what this guy can do, right? A hundred percent. You know, I mean, w- one, I-, I think his passion from-, from people I talk to, he wants to be a quarterback. That's what he wants to do. You know, two, I think I, I-, I have a hard time believing he wouldn't have been the starter. I think health did play into this. You know, the people I know a little bit around the situation, you kind of said it. he's been banged up. I think there was more than even the concussion. There were some other issues there with his body to where they didn't feel like he feel comfortable putting him out of quarterback. I got to think that's some part of it, you know, because I, I just look at the Trevor Simeon thing and just go, I know, 
you know, played well down the stretch in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game when he came in for relief of Jameis Winston. You know, it's different, though, being the backup sometimes. There's less pressure. Nobody expects anything. As soon as you can name the starter, the week changes. And, yes, Trevor Simeon brings nothing to the football team. There's no great talent. He has no presence. I've never seen him change a facial structure at any point in his career. You know, so, yeah, they need some juice. And Taysom Hill can bring some juice to an offense that, yeah, Alvin Kamara, even if he does play, is not 100%. We know the receivers are not all that there in New Orleans. They need a guy that can throw a laser 50 yards down the field or drop back to throw a laser and it's not there, and he can scramble 50 yards down the field. You know, They need something there, and I think that's where Taysom Hill can bring some big value to their team this week is just as far as some playmaking ability, some presence, some juice on that side of the ball. I remember before the season when we were trying to figure out who the starter was going to be for the Saints. On one hand, you have the long-term Sean Payton project in Taysom Hill, the guy that he cultivated and crafted and developed and groomed. On the other hand, you've got the reclamation project in Jameis Winston, who was cast aside by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though he had a 5,000-yard passing season. And, you know, it's two different opportunities for Sean Payton to show what he can do if he can really get the most out of those guys. That's why I'm just so surprised he didn't latch on to Taysom Hill the moment Jameis Winston got injured, but it could just be that Hill wasn't sufficiently healthy, and maybe they did this contract in anticipation of what's to come. Maybe this is it. This is his chance. This is his moment to prove that he can be the guy as of next year. He's still under contract for – really, it's two years, $20 million that as a practical matter he'll get the way that the contract is structured. Two years, $20 million. Right. Beyond that, is he still playing at a high level to be a jack-of-all-trades? Is he the full-time quarterback? There's a lot of ifs there. Yeah. And both sides are protected in the event that it pans out. And now, let's just see what he can do. Yeah. Let's see what he can do down the stretch and if he can be the guy. And, and uh, Sean Payton needs to know that because either he's got to go get himself right. a veteran quarterback or get himself a high-end rookie – or get himself to a place that has a franchise quarterback and the Sunday splash reports linking Peyton to other jobs. I just think it's a matter of time. We haven't seen it for a few years, but it was an annual thing. I I keep waiting for somebody on a Sunday now as the Saints continue to struggle to suggest that Sean Peyton may go here or there or wherever. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, he's he's one of the best coaches in the game. He's always going to be a hot commodity. He is, and he understands how to build a football team. His team is always tough. He does, but I think you're right. Your point you make about Taysom Hill is real. I think, yeah, they got to kind of figure out, you know, what he is and what they want to do going forward. And a big part of that is, you know, figuring out exactly what he is at the quarterback position. And that will dictate the future a little bit there in New Orleans. Uh, definitely. Uh, again, we saw some good things last, last year. We really did. He made some, you know, high-level throws. We know he can run the football. You know, he makes – makes you defend their offense a little differently because of, hey, you do got to worry about, you know, his quarterback runs, his scrambling. That 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 there that has to be an acknowledgement from the defense during the week of practice that he can make plays that way. That changes the way defense play when you got to worry about that type of stuff. Let alone he's got a big time arm. I mean a big time arm. You know, he can he can really sling it. 
and stretch the field out that way to where it could also help other avenues of their offense because yeah, you're going to have to defend more of the field with Taysom Hill at quarterback than you will with Trevor Simeon. You know, they're not out of this yet. They're not out. They got a not the toughest schedule in the world, five and six. They can beat the Cowboys this week. They got the Jets the week after that. They got the Dolphins, the Panthers, and the Falcons all on the schedule. You know, the Buccaneers is the only game I look at and just go, okay, that'll be, of course, really tough, but we know they got their number a little. So I'm not counting out New Orleans in this playoff conversation quite yet with Sean Payton as the head coach. No way. Amazing that they have not lost five in a row since before Peyton. The Jim Hazlitt final year, 2005, when they were all over the place after Katrina. That's yeah. the last time they lost yeah. five in a row. Right. Even when the year they didn't have Sean Payton, 2012, they didn't lose five in a row. The year they had no defense, the years they had no defense, they still didn't lose five in a row. So they, they really need to turn this around. And they're getting the Cowboys at a perfect time, and they could begin to rebuild this a little bit. And maybe what they do at Tampa Bay coming up on Sunday Night Football in a few weeks. That, that'll that be the moment where and, – and again, if we've learned nothing else, when a team is down, there's no guarantee that they're going to continue to stay down. They can turn it around. And when a team is up, there's no guarantee they're going to continue to stay up. Th that, that's one of the realities of this biggest season ever. There's more time for good teams to go bad and bad teams to go good. And – for good teams to go bad and then to go good again, yeah. which is what the Saints could quite possibly do starting on Thursday night against the Cowboys. One key piece that they may get back, Alvin Kamara, who has missed three straight games, and he's been a, a huge absence for that offense. Limited participant in practice on Monday with a knee injury. If they can get him back, Chris. Oh, that's key because he's, he's the offense right now. Yes. No Michael Thomas. Yes. No Drew Brees. Alvin Kamara is your offense. A hundred percent. Yes. I mean, there's no Jared Cook. You know, there's no Emmanuel Sanders they had last year to round out the group. You're right. I mean, there's, there's just lack of continuity. And the one thing that yeah they had going for them was Kamara. And, you know, the plays he makes, he's special. He really is. And, of course, Sean Payton's amazing at getting the ball in the run game and the pass game. They need him, you know, because of all the, the, the circumstances surrounding this team. They really do. Uh, it would be a big boost for them to have them this week, but we'll see. I mean, it it's it sounds like it's dicey still. All right, let's take a break. When we return, injury news from throughout the league coming out of Week 12. We'll get you up to speed on everything you need to know about that when this Tuesday edition of PFT Live continues right after this. Off control room. Said hut. But we love everybody who takes the time to listen to a couple of dumbasses talk about football. We're hey, dumb, but we're not that dumb. Yeah, we're dumb, but we're not that dumb. I think we should get those t-shirts. Yeah, I, I, I'd like that. This is the backup they got? I mean, what the what the freak are the Jets oh. thinking about? Oh. I mean, hey. I have no idea what a chiropodist is. The past four years, my brain has gradually disintegrated yes. because of you and I not because it. of the things you smoke. You still haven't sent me any. Da, 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 da. Oh, 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 look. If, if, if. Yeah, I call that the step on a rake game. <laughs> they sit there and dangle their man junk on the guy for a few minutes. Why am I the one that has to bear the brunt 
of you not knowing the difference between bangle and bangle. The, the bangles. Big play bangles. He's in a rhythm, bangles. Bangles. It's bangles. It's not bangles, you moron. I, I, I tend to go with the bangle, the bangles here. The bangles. Ooh. Ooh you like that? Nine seconds later. I do think the bangles. Here's you, here's me, there's you, there. <laughs> We shall have no posturing in this establishment. <laughs> I'm effing funny. The Cleveland Steamer, I think, is the name of that bar. No, it's not that. <laughs> texted my wife the heart emoji and almost texted her the middle finger emoji instead. That would have prompted a very different reaction. Dun, 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 we already are crazy. Let's really go crazy. Prince is still alive. Good stuff, Chris. Enjoy, uh, yeah, drinky, drinky, smoky, smoky. I will. Right. Let's take a break before I get fired. I'm still not quite sure. Uh, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm done. That's best of November. I'm not going to say anything more. That's it. Best of December is still to come. <laughs> yes. If we make it. Well, now you got December. me intrigued. What right. the hell do you want to say? What? Not nothing. I've, there was a clip from PFTPM that that made its way into the into the best of November. That oh, I was I, surprised to yes, see. Yes, I saw. I was surprised to see that as well. I didn't know you guys were discussing the, those type of topics. Wow. I, all I was talking about was the trophy that is awarded to the winner of the Lions Browns game. They play every preseason because of the proximity, cheaper travel costs, right? And they they have a trophy, and the trophy. I did not know boat. that. And the boat is a steamship. That's that's all I was saying. All right. Uh, the Great Lakes something. Great Lakes classic, I think it is. Although there was nothing classic about the game between the Browns and the Lions. All right. Let's move forward here. The Vikings have a game against the Lions coming up. And then the Steelers on Thursday night. The Bears the following Monday night. All three winnable in theory. They're not going to have Dalvin Cook for reportedly at least two of them per Shefty who says that Cook will miss at least two games with a shoulder injury now we don't know what the shoulder injury is NFL media reported it's a torn labrum Mike Zimmer said yesterday it's not a torn labrum and that he's day-to-day and look Zimmer's not and this isn't specific to Zimmer no head coach is the most reliable source of injury information about his team it was just last year that Mike Zimmer was saying Daniil Hunter had a little tweak in his neck. And the next thing you know, he's on injured reserve and he didn't play all year long. Yeah, so right, right. pay no attention to what the head coach says. It sounds like we're, we're not going to see Cook Sunday against the Lions. Alexander Madison can fill in well for him in that setting. And then short week turnaround Thursday night Steelers. We're probably going to see Madison the next two games. That's where it all seems to be pointing, Chris. It, it does. I, I Listen, I think that there's still like a two-game stretch where you don't have Dalvin Cook. And, of course, that's a big blow because he's one of the best offensive players in football. But Madison, you know, as we both have discussed many times, is a really damn good football player. And the fact that you got the Lions and the Steelers who can't stop the run right now, you know, that they should be able to weather the storm. I don't think it'll be a, a game breaker or a deal breaker, I should say, uh, for them on the offensive side of the ball. You know, again, Madison's is about as good a backup running back as you're going to find in the NFL. And in Minnesota, as long as they can just run a little and make you defend it to a degree, man – 
That's when you know they're going to hit Justin Jefferson and Thielen downfield for big plays. That's kind of their formula, as you know. In fact, there's no other formula. If that doesn't work, that's where they struggle and they can't do anything else. So, uh, But I would think these two weeks here are, are two weeks that they could get by without Dalvin Cook. And I'm glad to hear it's not as labrum. You know, I, I'll take Mike Zimmer at his word with this one because I think if it was labrum running back, you'd definitely be done for the year. So it's got to at least got gives me a little hope that it, it's not that. Alexander Madison has two starts this year, both wins. Week three against the Seahawks, yeah, 26 carries for 112 yards for Madison. And week five against the Lions, that 19-17 to back and forth late in the game thriller, 25 carries for 113 yards for Madison. And he also had a receiving touchdown in that game. So uh, he has proven that he can get it done, and he's going to have to get it done for the foreseeable future for the Minnesota Vikings, who won't have Cook, I would assume, for at least the next two games. There's no assuming to be done with Christian McCaffrey. The Vikings star, uh, or Vikings Panthers star running back, done for the year. And this one was strange. It was. Because what we saw was McCaffrey was banged up during the game on Sunday against the Dolphins. There was never an injury announcement made during the game about his status. He was spotted leaving the stadium in a walking boot. And the next thing you know, he's out for the year. It's over. It's done. Non-surgical ankle injury, but still, it's bad enough that we're not going to see him again over the final six weeks of the season or beyond, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it stinks for them. A team that, you know, again, is offensively challenged right now, and they need a guy, you know, they got a quarterback issue there where, yeah, I, I don't expect Cam Newton to just dice people up in the pass game. Absolutely not. Uh, they need Christian McCaffrey. They need him for the pass game because he delivers some great matchups and some easier throws to the quarterback and, of course, what he does in the run game. And, you know, Carolina, is even their defense hasn't played all that well lately. But, you know, again, this is the – we're going down the, the wormhole here of uh, – I mean, race, recently it's hit us in the face. Like, I don't know. You better think twice about paying running backs $15 million a year. You better think twice. I mean, we've seen Ezekiel Elliott not really work out, and he's banged up. Derrick Henry done for the year, or at least we think. Maybe back for the playoffs, maybe. Alvin Kamara, last few weeks, hasn't been able to play. You know, here's Dalvin Cook. He's out. Nick Chubb has been out a bunch this year. Aaron Jones has been out a little bit. I mean, damn, you go, Saquon Barkley, been out a little bit. You go through the top 10 highest paid running backs in football, and they've all missed significant time or haven't lived up to the billing. And it's just one of those things right now. In that list, you just go, okay, Joe Mixon. He's kind of been a stud here lately, but gosh, other than that, this should be a, a list of, you know, be careful or buy or beware to teams with the running back position paying these guys this much money. But here's the problem, though. Yeah. It's not just paying the guy money on the second contract. It's making the guy a top 10 draft pick because the Christian McCaffrey contract was preordained. You're when right. they made him the eighth overall pick because he had three solid seasons. Yep. At that point, what what else are you going to do? That's right. That's when he gets his reward. They've set up this rookie wage scale so guys like Ryan Leaf and Jamarcus Russell don't take millions out of the system and never earn it. So you've got to earn it as you go. Once you've earned it, then you should get it. And that's exactly what the Panthers did. McCaffrey had three solid seasons. He became only the third running back in NFL history, have 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving, joining Marshall Falk and Roger Craig. They paid him $16 million a year, and he had never been injured. He was fine, and, but it's the nature of the position. These guys aren't injury-prone, 
the position is prone to injuring That's players. Right. That's right. And and so I, I'm a believer in not paying big money to a running back. But the problem is if you make him a first-round pick, a high first-round pick, you've already signed that check. And the only reason the Giants haven't done it with Saquon Barkley is because he's been injured throughout his right. career. They already would have given him a second contract if he would have lived up to what they thought he was going to be when they made him the second overall pick. So yeah. I guess the message is don't use a first round pick on a running back, except like at the very end of the round, because you can then get him for five years under the CBA. But, but even then I would, I would think twice about it. And the other side of it too is Chris, you don't want to make that running back into the guy who is the magnet for attention and fame. And everybody has his Jersey and the fans want him because ultimately it's a business decision. We can't let this guy go. He's too important to the team. He's he's you know everybody loves him. They're go- they're going to be mad at us even if we think this guy that we could draft in round four is going to be every bit as good. They're attached to this guy emotionally. We can't get rid of him. That's why you see running backs get the biggest money from their own team. When these guys become free agents, no new team isn't going to be impressed. Current team is the one that's going to pay him. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And I listen. I, you made a lot of good points there. You really did. I mean, you, you know, you bring up, you look at that list there too. I mean, Saquon Barkley is a top ten highest paid running back just because of the draft position. He was the number two pick in the draft. But you're right. It's it's. I think you said it right. End of the first round makes sense. I think the other thing that pops out to me too, to where like this is where great teams don't do this. You know, you can't make one of the strengths of your team about one guy, right? Like that's that's where I, you know you look at New England. The positions that are important to them and Bill Belichick and how he, he's always got a plethora of guys at that position. Oh, running backs. Okay, yeah, they want to use power game, passing out of the backfield. They got five of them. They can just, you know, put them in. Great. You know, we know, like, you know, DBs and safeties. They got 75 freaking DBs and safeties on that football team. Just, oh, this week it's big receivers. We're going to put the DBs in and the bigger DBs in. And this, say, like, so, you know, the, the problem with paying these guys is there's no – you know, protection a little bit for, wait, we're a running team and we're going to ride this guy. And if that guy gets hurt, you go, well, wait, now we're not the same team. And that to me is where the fine line has to be met a little bit or teams are going to have to figure out how to, you know, deal with this issue a little going forward because, you know, we, we look at the Saints, they fall off. Alvin Kamara gets hurt. Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. They fall off. You know, we've seen, yeah, the you know, Dalvin Cook and, and his injuries in the past hurt the Vikings. They got a great backup that saves them. Nick Chubb, though, when he was out, man, they struggled on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, it'll be interesting going forward to see if teams make the type of adjustments you talked about um, and, and don't let some of those things happen. And and the, the, the other reality is the teams that use multiple running backs avoid ever having to put all the financial eggs That's in right. one basket. That's right. That's exactly. And like the Patriots. Well, when do the Patriots ever pay a running back? They don't need to. And they no. never create that guy right. that every fan wants to have his jersey. Every game he's going to get his touchdown. Every game, you know, he becomes the fantasy football star. There's so many political reasons that go into paying a guy – the Patriots avoid that because they never develop the one guy no. into the 100-yard-per-game running back. No, you're right. And, I mean, they're they're frustrating right now because, like, I yell at the TV screen the last few weeks because Ramondre Stevenson is their best – maybe their best player on the offensive side of the ball. But maybe they're doing what you're talking about. 
yeah, they're keeping guys fresh by spreading the ball around and doing that. But at the same time, maybe they don't want to build up. Yeah, some superstar running back to where, yeah, it's year three, and now he holds out, and he wants big money, and there's an issue with the team. Maybe that's what it is. But I yelled at the TV last week a few times going, where the hell is Ramondre Stevenson? Like, I like Damian Harris. He runs hard. He ain't Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson gets in one of the first runs of the game, breaks somebody's ankle, spins off a guy, then runs for 15 yards. And I'm like, where the hell is he? But I think there's the logic there in New England to what you're talking about. They're not going to let that happen at that position. Yeah, if anybody's going to be that guy, it's going to be the quarterback, the guy that that is less likely to get injured. That's right. The guy who's going to be there a lot longer. And the guy that they hope when it's time to sign him to a new contract, he doesn't demand full market value. But that's a few years off for the New England Patriots. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. When we return, college football is drunk, as they're saying on Twitter. And they are spending money on coaches. And big-name coaches are changing jobs. And at what point is it going to affect the NFL if it isn't already? We'll discuss that next here on PFT Live. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Yeah, Cliff, um, why not just say I I have no interest in the Oklahoma job? Yeah, I, I just, like I said, I, we're in season. We're in 9-2. and two. Um, Just not a topic I want to touch on right now. A far cry from Mike Tomlin's angry reaction a few weeks ago when he was asked about the possibility of becoming the next coach at USC. You know, once he sees what Lincoln Riley's getting at USC, he may be thinking, why didn't they give me a phone call? I didn't know that they were paying that kind of money to a college coach. So, uh, sorry, USC, is it too late? <laughs> so, Cliff, look, Cliff Kingsbury knows what he's doing here. He's got one year left on his contract. He was on the hot seat entering the season. He's going to try to leverage what he's done so far this year with the Cardinals into a new deal yeah. with the Cardinals. Or, or Chris, hey, Maybe he just goes. Maybe Oklahoma makes him an offer he can't refuse. They could. That's the thing we have to keep in mind here as we talk about these college jobs where I think it's going to be easier 
to justify paying even more obscene money to the coaches because now the players can make money, but not from us. That's right. We don't have to pay them. Somebody else is paying them. Yeah. So we no longer have to feel guilty about cramming even more money into the pockets of the coaches because the players can go get paid by someone else. Yeah, well, it, it's big business, college football, as we know, and you're right. I mean, the players aren't being paid, so the school only has to worry about one thing, paying coaches, as far as that's concerned. And there's not a bigger moneymaker for any of these schools uh, than football. So, yeah, they're going to continue to up the ante to, to, to get these guys. And yeah, there's some huge money right there right now in college football. It is. It's just, to me, it's, it's a question of guys like, you know, Cliff Kingsbury. Okay, yeah, he's got a little bit of a college background. Maybe he'll be more accepting, you know, and it's certainly going to perk other guys up in the NFL as far as, like, what they're making. Um, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, I still think you're going to have a faction of NFL coaches who are going to go, I just can't coach in college football. It doesn't matter. I'll take a few million dollars less because, you know, of course, coaching in college football is different. Schematics are it's amateur. You know, I can watch a college game on film and go, it's the same coverage, 78 out of 80 plays. Sam, there's nothing there. That's going to frustrate a lot of coaches in some ways. And then I think the other thing, too, is, you know, for an NFL coach, life is, of course, very intense during the season. But, man, the offseason with the rules right now, it's not intense. These guys are looking for things to do. College never shuts off. You're a babysitter all year long. You got to talk to mommies and daddies and make sure this kid goes to school and to me, and I just know with some other friends in, in the NFL where they'd go, crap, I'll make $7 million a year instead of $10 million a year to not have to go do that crap. And that's going to be the fine line. But, man, this is certainly going to make some people think as we go forward here because of, because of the big money, like you said, being thrown out by these schools. Yeah, the report yesterday that emerged is $110 million for Lincoln Riley USC is buying both of his homes in Norman for $500,000 over the asking price. So Holy that's crap. How many years was it? it? 110? Is it, is it? I think it's 10 years. I think wow. it's 10 years, 110. Damn, screw this uh, job. Buy, I'm going to get into college coaching. <laughs> bu buying a $6 million home for him in Los Angeles, which in Los Angeles, a $6 million home. I mean, it may be a bungalow somewhere. An <laughs> right. unlimited use of private jet 24-7 for his crap. family. Holy so, crap. Uh, yeah, so it's a good deal. That's why he left. Yeah. And that's why Brian Kelly is going from Notre Dame where he supposedly was making $2.7 million per year to LSU, reportedly. The ex announcement is expected today. He's reportedly going to make $15 million a year. Th th $15 million no brainer. a year? That's no brainer. I I'm sorry, Notre Dame. I know. I love you. Right. I love you. But if they're going to quintuple my salary – Plus 2.715. Hey, oh, yeah, if you just come close, maybe I'll stay. If you could just get to 10, maybe I'll stay. Even if they'd get to 10, do you say no to 15 for the same damn job, just in a different place? How can you justify that if you're no. Brian Kelly? No, you can't justify it. You're exactly right. You know, it's. It's not a good look for Notre Dame. As much as I love them and respect them, and, man, am I into it. And having worked there, I have more respect for it. But, man, you're Notre Dame. Somebody's leaving who's had success at your school to go to LSU, right? 
I mean, yeah, Notre Dame's got to got to change their ways a little bit there. They're going to have to start up in the ante, getting in. You know, they want to keep some of these guys. You know, first off, the the Notre Dame, there's still incredible luster there, but some of the luster is worn off too because people realize it's hard to go win a national championship at Notre Dame because of the the school. You know, yeah, LSU. You know, uh, you know, I'm I'm being funny here, but if you have a pulse, you can get into LSU. At Notre Dame, you better have good grades and a good SAT score. You're not getting in there. I'm just sorry. So you're, you're handicapped to a degree when you're the coach at Notre Dame because there's a faction of players you go, oh, my gosh, if we could just get these three guys who want to come here, we're going to win the national championship. But they can't get them in the school. You know, that's why Notre Dame was great in the 80s. There was exceptions for Lou Holtz. He got seven or eight exceptions every year that didn't really fit the criteria of the school, but they let them come because they wanted to be good at football. They don't do that anymore, so it's tough. So he said, the hell with it. I'll see you later. I am interested, though, you know, because it does have NFL implications, but I just, I'm interested to see if either one of those moves work. You know, that, that to me, culturally, there's something there. Me as a Yankee who went down to Texas to play quarterback there, man, people had an issue. Well, you got a Yankee going to LSU. And now you got a you know a southern guy from Texas going to be a city slicker in USC. I'm going to be interested to see how both of those situations work out either way. But but the effects in the NFL I, I think are real to your point. Yeah, it's almost like they got him flipped. Yeah. USC should have gone after Kelly, right? And LSU should have gone after Lincoln Riley, right? Yeah, exactly. I know that's 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 I I, I really think this is. This is something to watch for a little bit there because, hey, Brian Kelly is straightforward to the point. He's a Boston guy. You know, there is no, like, fluff here. And he might throw some four-letter words out more now that he's away from Notre Dame and, and you know, the Catholic Church. So you're going to have to deal with that. It's going to be a different aspect than, you know, some of the guys they've had there at LSU. It's going to be more Nick Saban-ish. Uh, so we'll see how it goes, but it's going to be interesting. And I think to the point is the NFL has to start up in the ante too. Now, I do think NFL coaches, for the most part, are all making more money than what's on the books that we know about. Not all of them. Not, Not all, all of them, them. but a good the amount, right? You know, the high end are all, if it says they're making $9 million, they're really making 11 or 11 and a half, and the $9 million will be guaranteed if they get fired, but the 11 and a half, 12 are what they get if they continue to have the job. But, the, yes, it's got to go up a little bit for, for the pressure and the impact of that job, no doubt about it. If you look at how the salary rates have grown for players over the last 50 years, and if we were able to get true and actual numbers for the last 50 years for head coaches, we would see that it's been a much steeper climb, a much greater climb for players than for coaches. And the NFL has done a good job of kind of sort of colluding. When it comes to yes. especially entry level coaches, no doubt they, they have a way of keeping the numbers in line. Right, and and are they actually colluding? Well, that's for the courts to decide if anybody would ever sue, and nobody's ever going to. That's one of the reasons why, for example, you know, a Bill Belichick makes a hell of a lot more than what the league office officially has him on record as making, because these owners will find ways through other companies to supplement the pay yes. and get it to a number that you don't want. Right to be out there. You don't want because it 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 blows the curve and it makes it harder for the rest of the league to keep the coaches down. But now and and this is something I'm trying to get to the bottom of Chris because I was under the impression that these NFL coaching contracts are fairly ironclad 
And even though you can't force a guy to stay, for example, at Jacksonville, who may want to go to Notre Dame, like an Urban Meyer, right. even though you can't force him to stay, you can prevent him from going anywhere else. That you either work for us or you work for no one. I had somebody tell me last night, and it may not be the case anymore, that there may be some flexibility in these contracts, not to move from NFL team to NFL team, but to ditch the NFL and go to college. Yeah. And if that's the case, then everybody's in play, except no for doubt. Mike Tomlin. We already know Mike Tomlin's no not. Doubt. But no. everybody's in play. John Harbaugh to, you, to, to Notre Dame. I, I not Now, now Notre Dame's going to have to dig deep because 2.7 ain't going to get it done. No, it's not. It's probably not going to get it done for Urban Meyer. No way. He's making a lot more than 2.7 in Jacksonville. Definitely. But some of these other jobs that pop up, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, whether it's Cliff Kingsbury I mean, or, or, or John Harbaugh, or, I mean, we could rattle off high-end NFL coaches that would go, well, Sean McVay. Why not, why not call Sean? Why are you calling Cliff Kingsbury? Call Sean McVay. You know, Cliff Kingsbury failed in the Big 12. So I, I, this is fascinating to me because this may be the way in a, in a strange yeah, convoluted right. falling of the right. dominoes that right. forces NFL owners to pay coaches more. I, I think it's a good point. I think it's, it's very real. You're right. If there's that threat, I mean, it, you know, uh, yeah, again, it's, it's, even if you're in the NFL and that's your dream job and you're making five, five and a half a year and somebody offers you 15 a year, like that's life changing money. You know, I'm all for like, hey, you want to be happy, you where you are, you're sacrificing a million or two a year when you're making five million a year to, to be where you want. Okay, that's fine. But when you start to talk those kind of numbers, like it's just no brainer. Like 15 million a year for 10 years or nine years or whatever, and it's guaranteed. And, you know, you're kind of the king of your own world in college. Um, yes, I do think the NFL would have to be worried about it. And I think it's only going to take one of these big timers to go. And I think it'll, you know, open up their eyes a little bit. Like you said, a McVay, a Sean Payton, a Harbaugh, somebody like that, where I don't envision that happening because I think they're the type of guys I was explaining early on that are just, they're football, football, football. They're not babysitters, but uh, again, maybe I'd be a babysitter for an extra ten million a year. For fifteen million a year. Yeah. For fifteen million a year. Shit. Yes. Yep. Sorry, uh, I'm uh, with you. I said. Oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> boom! <laughs> I didn't even mean to. It's funny. It's yeah. funny because as you were saying it, I was getting ready to say I'll change their diapers too if I'm <laughs> well, going to babysit for go. fifteen million a year. I, that totally so. just slipped out of my mouth because I was like, "Whoa, fifteen million a year." That's how hard it was hitting my brain right there. <laughs> Sorry. We apologize. Sorry, now, London. We, we won't even wait to come back from break with a muted apology that we don't really mean. I'll go ahead and deliver the, the apology right now that I don't really mean. We're sorry for Chris's language. Speaking of breaks, we're going to take one. Goats of the week, Chris's favorite draft. Oh, here he we may go. be one of them, given what he just said. We'll <laughs> yeah. do that when PFT Live continues right after this. So here we go, third down for the Rams. And here's the snap. Stafford, tight pocket. Hit as he throws left side. Yes! Intercepted. Get on the right sideline. Douglas to the house. High stepping. Touchdown. Green Bay. And a third quarter dagger. It's 36 to 17. Same field, different helmet. Same result for Matthew Stafford, who knows a thing or two about losing games at Lambeau Field as the quarterback of the Lions pick six for Stafford 
third straight game with a pick six. Goats in a bad way. I have a feeling he's going to be one of them. We have a trivia question day. Many of you out there like the trivia question. Usually, we talk so much during the show, we don't have time for the trivia question. Today, we do. Chris, I think you're asking me. Okay, you ready for this? Don't look down. Don't look at the computer. I'm not looking down. Pete uncovered the answer already like, uh, like an amateur. All right? So Matthew Stafford is the first QB with a pick six in three straight regular season games since Matt Schaub did it in an NFL record four straight games in 2013. But if you conclude, if you include the playoffs, there's another current starting QB who threw a pick six in three straight, three straight games across two seasons, though. Okay? Wow. Yes, I know. So if you include the playoffs, there's a current QB. Tom who, Brady. Yes, sir. Boom. Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan in the 2019 playoffs. Right. Week one uh, against the Saints in 2020. And then it would have been week 17. Yeah. The, the Dolphins game, season. I think they blew. Remember that game they blew for the number two seed? Right. Right. Yep. So Boom. Good job. Way to go, Slugger. Bang. Bang. Um, I, I, I was thinking the answer was going to be Matt Schaub when I saw Matthew Stafford in pick six. I remember that stretch right. with Matt Schaub. One of them was Richard Sherman without a shoe, if I recall correctly. Remember that? Didn't he pick one off and I run it in without right. a shoe? I think you might be right. You're right. It was it was an unbelievable stretch because they were like, you know, a, they fell apart. And, of course, it was just unreal to watch it happen every week. You thought, oh, my gosh. And it happened at some bad times in the game, too. It wasn't like the games were over and it was just like a, you know, a token interception. So, yeah. All right, Pete, see if you can find the video of Richard Sherman. Shoeless is confirmed. Shoeless Richard Sherman with the uh, the pick six. All right, uh, first one for me then. Hmm. hmm. I, I, I should Do I go with the low-hanging fruit and go Stafford? I will go Stafford. Let's go Stafford. I Look, it, Coach Dungy said this when we were going through the outline of Football Night in America on Sunday. The Rams go back to Green Bay where they ended their 2020 season, lost in the divisional round with Jared Goff at quarterback. All these changes they've made, and most notably, getting rid of Goff and bringing in Matthew Stafford is about winning at Green Bay. And I understand they may have a chance to play Green Bay again in the playoffs, but they're far more likely to have to go back to Lambeau Field in mid to late January than have Green Bay come to Los Angeles. So this was their opportunity. This is why they went out there and got Matthew Stafford. This is why they went all in for Vaughn Miller. This is why they they went after OBJ. And and really from the day that they posted the Teddy KGB gif of him splashing the pot and going all in, they have not won a game. And in each of those games, Stafford has thrown a pick six. And now you've got this, well, is he injured? Is he not injured? Is somebody making excuses for him because he's not playing well? Bottom line is, this guy that everybody wanted to hand the MVP award to a few weeks ago has fallen and he can't get up, Chris. No, I mean, you're right. Th them as a team. I mean, you know, again, you know, my dad said something to me the other day. He just goes, you're never one player away. You're never. If you think you're one player away, you're fooling yourself. And that's what the Rams have kind of done here, at least it looks like. They thought they were three players away. But, yeah, not a good look. I mean, he's in a funk. I don't even care. You know me. I'm not that judgmental on interceptions all the time. I know there's other things, but he's, he's missing throws. He hasn't seen the field all that well. And the Rams are all over the place. I don't like what they're doing on either side of the ball. I really don't. You know, that defense, to have some of the talent they have, they'll just, you know, get 
slowly bled to death like they did the other day against Aaron Rodgers and company. Um, it, it's all concerning. But, yeah, I understand. Before you do yours, the yeah. Bucks were three players away last year. Tom yeah. Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, okay, good. Go all right. Yep, that, that craps on my point. Um, all right. <laughs> so, here we go with um, my first one. I, I, I'm going, like, low-hanging fruit, too. No, I'm, I'm going to go with what we saw last night, Shane Waldron. Shane Waldron, I don't know, Pete Carroll, whoever. How it's unacceptable in the 2021 NFL like league, NFL life, whatever, to not get DK Metcalf a ball until the fourth quarter, not even throw a ball his way. You know, and I understand Russell Wilson deserves some of that too. But again, it just like you said earlier, there's too many ways to get these guys the ball now. It's just not acceptable. He's one of the best players on your team. He's one of the greatest physical specimens in the league. And it's like they go out of their way to not feature him. Line him up in the same spot all game long. You know, never really design anything spectacular. Put him a tailback and throw a, give him a toss sweep. Do anything. Get him the ball. Not acceptable. Well, I, I, yeah, that's right. Put him in the backfield like we've seen. They have no Warren good running Patterson backs. Right. And, and Debo Samuel. The guy is, the guy is chiseled. Yes. He's a, he's, a Mack he, truck. Give him the ball. They're going to get out of the way. Right. He's part Derrick Henry and – I mean, you can. Yeah, he's everything. I know. So anyway, know. Uh, all right. Uh, next one for me. I'm going to go back to Thursday. Anthony Brown, the Cowboys cornerback yeah. that was flagged for pass interference four times, 91 yards, including the dagger in overtime. And and I know that Jerry Jones wasn't happy about it. He calls it throw up ball, where you throw up the the pass and you you hope the guy gets wiped out. Well, he did get wiped out. That's the rule. You don't wipe out the guy you're covering when the ball's in the air. You know the stakes. You're an NFL-level corner. You have to not do that, and he did it four times in that game. Yeah, and you got to coach your team not to commit pass interference. The good teams that play man-to-man, -man, I mean, again, Bill Belichick's been playing man-to-man -man for four years. His guys don't get called for that because they talk about it all the time in practice or get better corners then. I don't know. If you're going to play man-to-man, -man, get better corners. You know, that, that that's an issue for them. And, yeah, so they're not teaching things right. They play a little too much man-to-man. -man and, and they're not good at zone coverage because they just get diced up when they do that to where they're kind of forced themselves to be in that, that situation. Um, so that's a good one by you. I forgot about that. Uh, my next one, I'm going to go to one a little bit just out of left field here. Eric Fisher, left tackle, Indianapolis Colts. Game's 24-14. Colts are driving down, great second half, first drive of the second half. You're going, oh, my gosh. They're going to go up two scores, maybe three scores against the Bucs. The Bucs are not playing great. I mean, wow. Colts are moving the ball. Strip sack fumble, Shaquille Barrett. You know, again, I know Eric Fisher's done some good things, but that was just a huge moment to let up that type of play. Game was never the same, and that's why the Bucs won. Usually the goats come from the teams that lost, but – you, you don't yeah. avoid this list if you throw four interceptions. I don't care if you win or you lose. Lamar Jackson, I got to do it. And he would admit it. He would put his name on it. He, he would probably it. put himself yeah. first. Yeah. The, the defense bailed him out. And that's a sign of a great team. When you still win the game, when your quarterback plays like that, you got something special going on, Chris. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that, that was, you know, the, the Ravens, again, they're the weirdest 8-3 and three team I, I've ever seen. I don't know if they're that great, but they're battle-tested. They have unbelievable self-belief. They're just one of those teams that walks on the field and they're like, we're the Ravens. We're going to win. We don't know how the hell it's going to do it, but we're going to win. Uh, so they're amazing that way. Last pick, Steelers defense or lack of defense. I, I'm going the whole unit. I mean, man, 
I mean, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, Joe Mama, everybody was getting uh, plays against that defense last week. Holy crap, Ola. They had no chance of stopping the Cincinnati Bengals. And Micah Fitzpatrick said yesterday he wants to see changes to the way they're practicing, so mm. signs of real trouble in Pittsburgh. Let's take a break. We'll wrap up this Tuesday edition of PFT Live right after this. <laughs> 49ers have won three in a row. They've got the Seahawks and the Bengals both on the road coming up, and they may not have either running back, well, receiver, but de facto running back, <laughs> Debo Samuel or linebacker Fred Warner. Sibo, uh, Sibo, Samuel, Samuel has a groin injury and Forner, Warner has a hamstring injury. They're both expected to miss one to two weeks, Chris. Uh, Debo, that, that, that could be an issue for the 49ers. No doubt. I mean, it's unfortunate. The 49ers, they, they got it rolling. They got some mojo going. And, you know, we were discussing during the break. I don't know. Is there a, a more important non-quarterback in football right now than Debo Samuel? I mean, the way Shanahan is using him, I mean, he is weapon X back there. And uh, created some, you know, positive momentum for that offense. So that hurts them. And then, of course, Fred Warner is one of the best middle linebackers in football, if not the best. You know, so we'll see it. But it's going to affect their team because their schemes are very reliant on them. Well, and one of the reasons that they've been winning is they've gotten healthy. healthy and right. If they're going to be injured again, then it's potentially going to go the other way again. Seventeen game season, lows and highs and lows and highs, and we're here for every step of the way thanks for some of your time today we see you back here again tomorrow morning see ya with the wells fargo active cash credit card you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need that means you earn two percent cash rewards on what you want like season tickets to watch your favorite team and two percent cash rewards on what you need like paying for parking that's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.